Uh, it is so good to see you guys. I've missed you. I really have. And I am so, so looking forward to all that God is going to do this year. How about you? Oh, yeah. oh that was weak. How about you? Oh, yeah. yeah. How many of you know that this is the year of our Lord 2024. It's his year. And it's going to be a great year. Amen? You know how I know you're like, have you not watched the news? Yeah, but I'm not worried. Come on, y'all. Right? Because the reason I know it's going to be a good year is I choose to do this year with Jesus. Come on, right? And, and, and when, we, when you're with him, man, read the book. It's good. It's good. So I got a question. Anybody want to be a better Christian in 2024? Yeah. Oh, come on. Anybody? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, we're going to talk about that just a little bit because if you want to do if you want better, how many of you know you got to do something? Uh, I, and, and I love this. Matter of fact, some of the ladies, they said they're going to steal this and actually make some uh, T-shirts with it. I hope you got your notes. You're going to need your notes this morning, but write this down. If nothing changes, nothing changes, right? I've said that so often. But how many of you know that's really dumb, but it's really true? Come on. If nothing changes, then nothing changes. And, and it's interesting, every year, for as long as I can remember, I always start the year with challenging you to do something different. I, I, I start the year challenging you to uh, put God first in ways that maybe you haven't in normal practice, and, and I have spent year after year after year, the first Sunday of the year going, all right, we're going to put him first of the year in prayer and fasting. Not one amen, go on. <laughs> we're going to choose this year, I've said this year after year. We're going to choose this year to put God at the first of our week with our body, right? With the church. That we're going to choose this year to put God at the first of our day by getting in the Word and praying and getting a you know, a, a, a journal schedule and, and, and walking through the scripture. We're going to do that every day because if nothing changes, nothing what? <laughs> that we this year are going to commit to giving of our finances because how many of you know our hearts connected to our treasure? Oh, come on. You know? So, so I'm going to give the first of the year, the first of the week, the first of the day, the first of my money. 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that this year. Um, I have challenged over and over and over because how many of you know the first of the year is just a good time to refocus? It's not like a magic another day. Uh, all right? It's not like, how many of you wish that like when, when the clock struck 12 on New Year's Eve that like magically everything reset and everything was great? But it doesn't work that way, does it? You know? But it is a great time to refocus. It's a great time to put focus back on the things that are important. Um, and... Uh, and, and as we, um, well, let me say this. If you are new, and we have many that are new in their walk and, and new in this faith journey with, with Jesus, um, you may, or maybe you're just sitting there and you're just going to be totally honest with me, and, and maybe what you're thinking is, okay, so if I... Give him the first of the year in a fast, and I give him the first of my week, you know, being here this year and, and, and all of that. Maybe if I give him the first of my money, I mean, <laughs> what good is it really going to do? I, I, I mean, let's be honest. Maybe we can even be a little more brutal and, and, and some may be thinking, you're like, well, that doesn't sound that much fun. It doesn't sound great. I'm going to fast. I'm going to pray. I'm going to set aside time. I'm going to give. I'm going to do all those things. What, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? You're like, well, you, you really can't ask that question. Doesn't that seem like a selfish thing? Doesn't that seem like a, you know, self-centered kind of thing? You, you can look at it that way, but what if it's just an honest thing? What if it's just being real? Like, like, why? Why would I do those things? Because the truth is, if I am new to this walk with Jesus, I might look around and go, well, those people do that, and their life's not that much different than mine. So what's the benefit? <laughs> okay, are y'all still with me? Yeah. All right. Are y'all warm? Is it a little warm? Can I turn just the fans on back, back there? Yeah. Uh, all right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I was smart. I wore a sweater of all things, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I look around, and, and there are those that looks like they're good Christians. I, I mean, it looks like they check all the boxes. You know, they, they go to church. They evidently read their Bible. They pray. They give. They check all of those 
boxes of being a good Christian, but they still have anger issues. At work, they're not always honest. Their marriage falls apart. Families get split up. You know, to be honest, I'm drawn to this thing of being a follower of Jesus and this Christian thing, but I, I have big questions about does it really work? Aren't you glad you came to church this morning? <laughs> you know? Uh, what's in it for me? What are the benefits? And I want to say, if that is you, and if you'll really be honest, why fast, why pray, why do those things? If you really would be honest with yourself, I would say, great question. It's a great place to start. It really is. You know, I see people checking the boxes on how to be a good Christian, because every good Christian does these things. But maybe what we should do in 2024, uh, I hope you've got your notes because maybe we need to stop trying to be a good Christian. Uh, you're like, um, is that okay? <laughs> Seriously, maybe, maybe in 2024 we need to just stop trying to be good Christians. And you're like, what do, you, what, do you, what do you mean? No, I mean it. it. If the reason I'm praying and fasting and reading my Bible and going to church and giving, if the reason I'm checking all of those boxes is so that I can be a good Christian, I'm begging you right now, stop it. Don't do it. Don't. Don't. Matter of fact, I would challenge you, where in the Bible does it say our, <laughs> our goal is to be a good Christian? Anybody? Find that for me. Where it says we are to be good Christians. You're like, man, you're pushing it. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. I, I mean, stop checking the boxes. Because if your motivation is to just be a good Christian, you're one miserable person. It's true. And here's why. And I say this all the time, hoping one day it'll soak in. All right? Write, write this down. It's because motives matter. The, the why we do something is as important as the what we do. Did y'all hear me? Yeah. The why we do something is as important as the what we do. You training your child and they got the two-year-old whatever going on, you know, 
I heard a story about a little kid standing up in the seat in church, and his mom would pull him down, and he'd stand up. Mom would pull him down. He'd stand up. Mom would pull him down. And finally, mom was like, if you don't stay sitting down, I'm going to bust your butt. And he sat down, and he leaned over to mama and said, but I'm still standing up on the inside. <laughs> How many of you know motives matter? The why really, really matters. The, the, and, and here's what I've learned. The reason I'm doing it affects the outcome. Think about that for a minute. The reason I'm doing it affects the outcome. If I'm working on a project, and my motivation is just to get it done. Anybody ever been there? I just got to get it done. I don't care anymore. How many of you know the end result is a little bit different than if you're doing a project just because you love to build something? Come on, anybody? Same activity. Motivation or motives really drastically affects the outcome. Are y'all with me? You know, I, I, I mean, I, when I get down to the end of a project and I have the list to check off, you, you guys know they call it the punch list, right? It's all those little things, you know, I think I'm finished with a project and I still have two weeks worth of checklists. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, I walk in and go, oh, it's done. Oh, no, there's that piece of trim and that hole needs filled and that. Come on, anybody else? When I get to that point of a project, if my motivation at that point is just to get finished, I hate every minute of it. Come on. It is a dread to me to check off the boxes. I hate checking off the boxes. I hate, okay, I filled that hole. Check. It's hard for me to get started. I wake up in the morning going, oh, I got to go check boxes. Come on. Right? But if I'm doing a project just because I want to build something, I wake up early and skip breakfast. I do. And I'll work all day long and not realize I haven't stopped to eat. Come on, anybody? Because I'm just enjoying the process. Come on. Come on. If somebody nodding off, just elbow them real hard. It's okay. All right? All right, because, everybody say it, motives, come on, say it again, ready, motives matter, they matter, they really do, they affect the outcome, here's the thing, if being a good Christian is the goal, and I'm checking off the boxes to be a good Christian, Checking off the boxes is a chore. 
Come on. It's a chore. I got to do this today. I got I to read my Bible. I got to pray. And I would say, and I'm not going to point at anybody, but I would say looking around the room that when you, and I see it in worship, so I know, I know I'm talking to the right crowd. Because when the goal is to be a good Christian, and I'm checking off the boxes of what it takes to be a good Christian, the end result or the, what it produces isn't that great. There's no joy in what it produces. Are y'all hearing me? It's got to do this, got to do this, got to do this, got to do this. And to pray is a chore. To fast is like sacrifice, you know? To go to church, why do you go to church? To be a good Christian? Then don't show up next week. Because what you get out of it, if your motivation is to check off the box, what you get out of it, you'll walk out going, well, it wasn't that great today, was it? Come on, anybody, let's be real, right? Worship really wasn't that great, and I don't even know what the heck he was trying to talk about. I don't get it. But if your motivation is just out of joy, Every service, you're going to walk out and go, whoa, that was great. When I walk out going, I don't think I made any sense. Come on, are y'all with me? Because motives matter. They matter. They really, really do. And if we're doing it just to check boxes to be a good Christian, stop it. Stop it. Matter of fact, I believe the Lord is challenging us in 2024 to stop being a good Christian and let our motives, why do we pray, why do we fast, why do we give, why do we go to church, why are we involved in a circle, why do we do those things, what if this year it is simply Jesus? I don't know if I can express what God's put on my heart here. (laughs) But let's just stop being a good Christian and just fall in love with Jesus. Are y'all hearing me? Let's stop checking the boxes and make our... What, What would it look like If our prayer life, what what if praying was simply just to know Jesus? What if that's our focus this year? Just when I pray, the point of my prayer is just to know a little bit more about you, Jesus. 
how would that change the way we pray? Come on, y'all. I, I, mean, I mean, what if the reason we fast, we do without something, is just to know Him? To make space in my belly and make space in my time to just know Him? What if the point of coming here yeah, we get to high-five our buddies, and it's a lot of fun, and we have great worship. But what if the point of worship and the point of the Word and the point of getting together is, Jesus, just show me something else about you today. Come on, y'all. What if the point is just simply Jesus and throw the checkboxes away? What if, what if that's the point? We fast to know him. We pray to know him. We worship to know him. We give because our heart's connected to our treasure. And so we give of our finances because we just want to know him. We want our heart connected to him. Does that make sense? It's a way different way of thinking about it. Think about this. Um, when you first started dating your spouse, talking to them and making time to be with them was never a chore. Matter of fact, you'd do whatever you had to to make time and space. Come on, are y'all hearing me? It was never a chore. Because the motivation for me was just to be with the cute blonde. And because my motivation was to just get to know this cute blonde, I'd even take more than one shower a week. I smelled good every day because every day that I was in town, now we dated for three and a half years. I don't recommend that for anybody, but for three and a half years, if I was in town, I saw that girl every day. And it didn't matter what I had to do, what I had to not do, what I had to do without, what it cost me. It didn't matter because I'm with the girl. I want to know the girl. I want to get to know who she is. And because my motivation was just to know her and be around her, what was in it for me? Let me tell you, some hugs, some kisses, a wife, a mama to my three girls. What were the benefits? Well, the benefits were a suki for four grandbabies. The benefits where 36 years have been 36 years. <laughs> Better than I could have ever imagined. 
Have we had struggles? Yes, we live in a broken world and I'm an idiot. All right? And that allots for about eh, 99%, right? But, but the truth is, it's been 36 years better than I could have dreamed. As a 19-year-old kid going, she's cute. I had no idea that just pursuing a relationship with her would offer so much life, so much joy. But what if my motivation had been, all right, I'm 19, I need to check off the dating box. I just need to find somebody dumb enough that I can check off this box. Come on, right? Okay, so I can check off the dating box. I did that. Now I'm just going to check off the marriage box. I did that. Now I've got some other boxes I need to check off. I'm just going to check off the boxes. How good do you think the last 30, I'll just tell you, it wouldn't have made it 36 years. Come on, y'all. If I'm just checking off boxes, my motivation is to do something, not to be with someone. Are y'all seeing what I'm saying? If my motivation is just to check off the box to be a good husband, so to be a good husband, today I got to say hello. <laughs> if you're just checking off boxes, I'm going to pray for your spouse. Because you don't know what a relationship really is. Come on, y'all. Right? I'm afraid, as believers in the Western world, as believers in the United States, as believers in Mena, Arkansas, I believe maybe we have become trapped checking off boxes. Because... We're Americans, and we're going to be good Christian Americans. I'm begging you, stop. Just stop. I prayed today, check. I fasted breakfast, check. Now I can go to the next thing, and we just check off the boxes. And so we get bored with the relationship. We get bored at church. We just, there's no real life to it. But what if our motivation is simply Jesus? And we go back and we just discover the joy, just discover the joy and the fulfillment and how awesome it is to just be in a relationship. What if as we do this fasting and prayer, it's not a checking off the box, but, but what if prayer, what if we start looking at prayer differently? I want to challenge you a little bit, all right? What if we start looking at prayer and it becomes a conversation with the lover of our souls? 
What if in 2024, I really wanted to just, but I thought, well, it's, it's kind of brass and a little maybe not churchy or whatever, but I really wanted to just say, what if prayer becomes a conversation with our true lover? You're like, can you say that? Yes. What if prayer becomes a conversation with our true lover? The one that knows me best and somehow loves me most. What if that's what prayer becomes this year? It's just talking to the one that loves me. Talking to the one that is the lover of me before I even knew he existed. Are y'all hearing me? That he is the true lover of not just my soul, but of everything in me. <laughs> he is. And you're like, well, that's a little weird. Yes, I know. <laughs> but I believe it's so important. It's us talking to somebody that we want to spend the rest of our lives and eternity with. That's a true lover. I love Susan so much, I want to spend the rest of my life with her. So I put a ring on it. Come on, y'all. Right? Have you ever thought about Jesus? Huh? I want to be so in love with you. I just, want, I just want to spend the rest of my life with you and eternity. That changes the way you talk to him. Come on. It does. It changes the perspective of how you talk to him. And, and I want to say if you're here today and you're not a follower of Jesus, but you're just checking this thing out, I want to challenge you. What if prayer, fasting, reading the scripture, being around other believers, what if you treat it more like a dating thing? Where you just like, you know what? I'm going to see if I can trust this Jesus. You're like, is that okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would challenge you. Step into some of these things and see if you can trust him. Because here's the truth. Man, y'all are awful quiet. All right? Here's the truth. Write this down. You will never know if you can truly trust someone unless you have spent significant time with them. Can I get an amen? amen. You'll never know if you really trust him. Some of you today, you don't ask, you don't talk. I, I, I see it like this. It, it's, it's kind of like going and asking somebody you've never met before, you don't know, that lives like down the street from you. Say, hey, my car broke down. Can I borrow your car? How awkward would that be? And some of us don't talk to Jesus we don't ask him. 
We don't communicate with him because it's like asking the neighbor that you've never really had a conversation with. And so it's awkward. Why would he do that for me? I don't really know him that well. Come on, y'all. So it's weird. It's weird. The only way I know I can trust somebody is when I spend significant time with them. And the psalmist actually talks about this. I'm going to read a bunch of scriptures really quick. All right? Ready? Here we go. He who dwells in the secret place, dwells, 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 hides out, spends time with, significant time, live there. Come on. Are y'all hearing me? The one who lives in the secret place, spends most of the time in the secret place with the Most High, shall abide, shall hang out, be with all the time, <laughs> love it, under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, he is my what? And my, oh, my God in him I will trust. Why am I trusting him? Because I spent significant time with him, hanging out with him. Come on, are y'all hearing me? Yeah, so he's like, yeah, I can trust him. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the pestilence. And he shall cover you with his feathers and his wings. It's kind of the picture of this hen drawing all the baby chicks under there and say, uh-uh, snake, you ain't getting these babies. Come on, y'all. That's the picture there. Uh, his truth shall be your what? Shield and buckler. That's right. I wish I had time to dig, at, dig all this out. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night. I don't care what the news says. Is it important to know? Yeah. But do I worry about it? No. Why? I'm not worried about the, the, the terror that happens in the middle of the day. I'm not. Why? Because he's holding me under his wing. <laughs> he is the lover of my soul. <laughs> Nobody going to mess with my wife. They're not. Why? Because <laughs> I love her. I'm going to protect. I'm going to provide. Come on. Are you hearing me? Yeah, nor the arrows that flies, the junk that the enemy fly, throws at me by day, nor of the pestilence that walk around in the dark, the things I can't see. I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to have anxiety. Nor of the destruction that lays waste in the middle of the day. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near me. Everybody say me. me. Yeah. Only with your eyes shall I look and see the re re reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high, your what? Dwelling. Your what? Dwelling. Dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your house. <laughs> For he shall give his angels charge over you and keep you in what? Because mm, he is my lover. 
the lover of my soul. <laughs> what if the reason I pray is to get to know the one that loves me? The reason I fast is to get to know the one that loves me, not just to check off the boxes. You're like, is it okay to have benefits? Did y'all just read some of those benefits? It goes on for the rest of the chapter. There are benefits. When I make the relationship, did you see that? The relationship is, was the motivation. I'm dwelling with him. I'm hanging out with him. I'm getting to know him. The more I know him, the more I trust him. The more I trust him when junk flies at me. Come on. Because I know him. I know him. So I trust him. Mm. How boring, I'm going to kind of start bringing it together here. How boring would it be if, if you had the same conversation every day with your spouse and that's the only conversation you ever had? You're like, I'm, that's me. Alright. <laughs> now think about it. Think about it. If, if the only conversation I ever had was, oh, Susan, I just want to thank you for the food today. I thank you, Susan, for giving me a good day. And by the way, can you help my friend? I'll, I'll see you later. And then tomorrow it's, oh, Susan, I thank you for the food today. I, I, I thank you for giving me a good day. And can you help this other friend? I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, oh, Susan, I, I thank you for the food today. And I, I, I thank you that you gave me a good day. And, and, and would, you help, would you help with this other thing? I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, oh, Susan, I'm changing it up today. Thank you for today. Thank you for the food. Thank you for giving me a good day. Oh, thank you for helping out that friend. Now I got this other thing. I'll see you tomorrow. And then we wonder why we are so stinking bored in our relationship with Jesus. Because as great as I am, she'd get tired of that. <laughs> Come on, y'all. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. The psalmist, he, he recognized that in himself. And at one point, he actually said, God, I beg you to return me to that first love. Return me to that first. He was literally saying, God, bring me back to that place where we first got married. That's the language there. To what it was like when we first got married. When, when we first fell in love. Bring me, bring me back there. Because I've drifted. Anybody ever drifted? It wasn't intentional. Just kind of drifted. All right? I, I just want to challenge you. And I had so many scriptures. And I, you know, we're not even going to jump into those. Do you realize there are over 700 scriptures that talk about talking to God? There are over 650 actual prayers recorded in the scripture. And it's just people talking to God, being real with Jesus. 
You know, that's what it is. And I want to challenge you as you read those, as we walk through this time of prayer and fasting, we're not checking lists. We're looking for simply Jesus. Come on. Simply Jesus. As you read those, I want you to see how much it is about an intimate relationship, not a lording God. Does that make sense? It's much more about, that's why even in, in Matthew it says this, but you when you pray, go into your room. One translation says, go into the secret place. The place, literally it means the place of intimacy. Go into the bedroom, and when you've shut the door, pray to your father who is in secret, and your father who sees you in secret will reward you openly. And I know he's talking about, he was rebuking those that just did the big prayers out in the middle, look at me, I'm spiritual. Those that were checking the boxes, are y'all hearing me? He was rebuking those, but he said, go to the secret place. It's about a relationship with the one that loves you. So as we start this 21 days of prayer and fasting, it's not about checking the boxes. It's about talking to our lover. And I know that seems weird, and it is weird, but I'm telling you, it will change everything. It will. It will. Talking to the one who loves you most. Building a relationship. I'm not checking boxes. No, I am, I, I am getting to know. It's all about just for the joy of the relationship. That's what it's about. And you're like, well, what about fasting? I want to give you a couple things very quickly, all right? Fasting is simply setting something aside, something important aside, to pursue something better. That's fasting, all right? It's simply setting something that is important, and I believe food should be a part of that. I believe that's biblical fasting always had something to do with food. I'm setting aside something that's important to me. I'm setting aside my lunchtime because it's important. I'm setting aside breakfast because it's important to me. All right? I like it. All right? Don't set aside broccoli if you hate it. Okay? Not a good idea. All right? But I'm setting aside something that's important so that I have the time to pursue something better. Come on. So that I have the time to pursue something better. Maybe it's one meal a day. Maybe it's you're going to give up sugar, meat, whatever. I'm setting it aside. Maybe you're going to set aside some activity as well. I challenge you. Do a food. Do an activity. Maybe you set aside social media for the next 21 days. Scrolling. A hobby. Binge watching. Whatever. Set it aside, sport, whatever it is, set it aside for the next 21 days. Because here's the thing. When I set food aside, 
I am reminding my body it's not the most important thing. I'm telling my flesh, no, this love relationship with Jesus, it's more important than my growling belly right now. Are y'all hearing me? The reason I say set an activity aside as well is because I'm telling my, how many of you know, the best translation of love on the planet is time. It's giving time. So I'm going to remove something out of my schedule. And it's not going to be a chore. Because I just want to know the cute blonde. Are y'all hearing me? I'm removing things out of my schedule. Not scrolling. Not whatever. And during that time, I'm just going to put on some worship. And I'm going to hang out with Jesus. Are y'all hearing me? I'm just going to hang out with him. See what he shows me about when I read his word. What's he showing me about himself? Last year, I spent the year reading in the Old Testament, looking for Jesus in the Old Testament. (laughs) There's nothing about that that's old. It's not the Old Testament. It's the first testament of Jesus. Come on. It really is. I want to challenge you. One last thing. Write this down. It's not so important what you give up as it is who you pursue instead. I'm pursuing a love relationship. I challenge you on your handout, the QR codes posted around. We're going to be praying the word of God for the next 21 days with literally, do you realize there are 70,000 churches in India alone that are going to be walking the next 21 days with us, reading the same things, praying the same things all over the world. I challenge you to do that. But here's the bottom line. What's in it for me? What are the benefits? Well, the psalmist said it like this. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And let's not forget about all the benefits. It's okay to focus on some of the benefits. What's the benefits of a love relationship with Jesus? Well, Oh, I got to go back. Sorry. He forgives all my garbage. Anybody else? Uh, He heals all my diseases. He redeems my life from destruction. He crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. What are the benefits? He satisfies my mouth. He puts good tasting stuff in my mouth. Why? So that my youth can be renewed like the eagles. Anybody need some of that? Come on. The Lord. He executes righteousness and justice. For all who are oppressed, 
He made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. He wasn't hiding. The Lord is merciful and gracious to Victor, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. The Lord is merciful and gracious. Come on, I believe. Was that it? That was the last one. Sorry. I thought I had one more. So what are the benefits? Forgiveness, healing, love, mercy, a love relationship. I want to challenge you to stand up all over the room. Because when we fall in love fresh and new with him, we can truly trust him with 2024. Amen? We can trust him. We can trust him. I wonder if you'd just close your eyes and maybe raise your hands if you're comfortable doing that. And I wonder if you would repeat this, and I'm going to ask you to repeat it out loud, this simple prayer. Just say, Jesus, we give you 2024. Come on, say that. Jesus, we give you 2024. With prayer, come on, with prayer, with fasting, with giving of ourselves and our treasures, come on. We pursue you to know you. Jesus, I want to know you better this year than ever before. Thank you for pursuing me. So Lord, you see our hearts. You know where we are. I'm so excited as we just pursue simply Jesus in our prayer, fasting, in the scripture that we just look for you. You promised if we seek, you'll find. And so I can't wait to see what we find. And I give you praise. Jesus' name. Amen.